Don't stop your worship. Don't stop your worship. He's worthy of every hallelujah. He's worthy of every thank you, Jesus. Come on, open up your mouths right there, right where you are in your homes. Come on, encourage your children to lift their hands in worship. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a great moment right here. This is an amazing moment right here to tell God, to tell God, to tell God, to tell God. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify you. Lord, I lift you up. Come on. You have so much to be thankful for. You have so much to be grateful for. You have so much to give God praise and glory for. Hallelujah. You know, it don't take you too long. The more you think, the more you begin to think. The more you begin to think about his goodness and his grace and his mercy towards you, the more you begin to think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, we want to take this time to pause to think about the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and I. The Bible tells us that Jesus was someone who knew no sin but became sin. So that you and I could become the righteousness of God. Wow. The Bible says that. The Bible also says that when the blood of bulls and goats failed, there needed to be a perfect sacrifice once and for all that no longer would the people have to go to the priest to ask for their forgiveness, but so that we could be able to have direct access to Jesus Christ. Pastor Brian Loris shares a story that his son had gotten in trouble and I mean big trouble, trouble, trouble his son had gotten in. Calls his son to the room, has the belt in his hand. Son is trembling because he knows he's about to get it and daddy meant exactly what he said. Son is anticipating the whipping that he's about to get from his dad. Pastor Loritz takes the belt and he begins to hit himself. The son is confused. Wait a minute, Daddy. Now, you called me in the room. I thought that you and I were going to have a conversation. I thought you and I were going to... I'm anticipating what you're going to do. I know that what I did was wrong. I know that what I did totally disobeyed you. Why are you hitting yourself? Pastor Loritz tells his son, I know you deserve it. I know you deliberately disobeyed me. But I'm going to take what you rightfully deserve. Thank you, God. And that's what our Lord and Savior Jesus did for us over 2,000 years ago. We deserve death. Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he died for you. And can you imagine? He died for people that may never accept him as his Lord and Savior. He died for people that may never acknowledge him. He died for people that may not even say thank you for the sacrifice. But while we were yet sinners, he died for you and I. Oh, what a sacrifice Jesus paid for us. This that we do call communion 
is not something to take lightly, but something that should engage us in reflection. It should be a moment of great gratitude. It should be a moment of great reflection as we begin to remember what he did for you and I. Remember, think about this, you all. Think about this. Think about this. The sacrifice. No longer do you and I have to come to the temple with a bull, with a goat, some animal. Thank you, God. To make a sacrifice for our sins. No longer do you and I have to go to the priest and the priest goes on our behalf but now we can connect with God not in a temple we can connect with God in the bathroom we can connect with God in a car we can connect with God in the shower we can connect with God in the in the wilderness wherever we are God is always there and he's and he's able to get to where we are oh what a sacrifice Jesus made for you and I as we get ready to partake the Lord's body and his blood, these two things that symbolizes it, I want to encourage every head of house, if you're a husband, if you're a mother, I want you to serve your family. I, I, I want you to serve your family. I want you to serve your family. I want you to serve them the way the deacons would serve you on first Sundays. I want you to tell them that this here it's the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that was broken for you. This, on this Palm Sunday, as we're on the journey to the resurrection, Jesus was there carrying his cross to Calvary's Hill. Thank you, God. Being beaten, bruised. Theologians say unrecognizable that when his mother saw him, she just could not handle seeing her son in such a way. But even on Calvary's cross, sitting there as he's nails in his hands, nails in his feet. Thank you, God. Each breath that he takes is taken away from his life. He mumbles the word, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He mumbles the word to the thief on the cross that today you will be with me <laughs> in paradise. Oh, what an unselfish savior we have that while he was on the cross, he was thinking about someone else's salvation. While he was on the cross, he was thinking about his mother. He said, woman, behold your son, your son, son, behold your mother, making sure that his mother will be taken care of. And while he was on Calvary's cross, he was thinking about you and I. That I be the sinless lamb that will take away the sins of the world. This is the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Broken for you and I. Take and eat. First Corinthians 11 records that while Jesus was with his disciples, he began to serve them. He told them that this here is the blood 
of our Lord and Savior. This, this is the blood. Take and drink. Though it's been over 2,000 years, the blood of Jesus Christ is still powerful as it is from the beginning. But even though it's been over 2,000 years, his blood is still potent as it was in the beginning. Even though it's been over 2,000 years, his blood still works and his blood still has power. This is the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pay for the remission of our sins. Oh, what a wonderful Savior. Oh, what a great God. Oh, what an amazing King of kings that you and I have. And the person by the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you right now for your body. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for the sacrifice, Lord. We thank you for thinking about us, ensuring that we will have the right to eternal and everlasting life. Your blood still works. It still makes us white as snow. Your blood still reaches Thank you, God. to the highest mountain in the lowest valley. Your blood still keeps us. And we thank you now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. The blood will never, never, ever, ever lose is power. Hallelujah. 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 And hallelujah. Listen, if you have your Bibles, journey with me to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. If you got to go to your table of contents, it's all cool in the game. Won't nobody know it but you and God. Amen. Isaiah chapter 26 is where I want you to journey. Just one verse of scripture I want to read to you as we bring to an end our series, In God We Trust. In God We Trust. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, it says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Let me read that again. This is a good scripture to bring to memorization. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Let me read it one more time because this sounds so good. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. I want to talk to you this morning from a few minutes from the title, He's Keeping My Mind. Yes, 
He's keeping my mind. If you were to ask a person what is their ideal gift to receive? Mm -hmm. Many people will come out the gate and tell you more money. <laughs> yeah, because a few dollars, a few extra dollars don't hurt nobody at all. Praise all right. the Lord. No, it don't. No, it don't. If it hurts you, come on and pass it on to me. But not, not, no, no extra money hurts anybody at all. And some would say a bigger house. Some would say give you the dream vacation, Hawaii, the Bahamas, whatever it may be. But in real reality, money is cool, but soon it'll be all spent. A new house is great, but soon you're going to run into some issues with the house. You're going to have a, a, a roof that needs to be replaced. You're going to have some plumbing that needs to be done. A vacation is good, but soon the vacation is going to come to an end, and you're going to have to come back. To reality. Well. What is it that people really desire and they don't even know that they desire it? What is it that people really need that they don't even know that they need it? Let me suggest to you this morning that what all of us really need is, is not more money. It's cool. A bigger house is straight, but that's not really what we need. A dream vacation after Corona, we will need it, but we'll have to come back to reality. But what you and I really need, people of God, is the peace mm -hmm. that only God can be able to. To give what what you and I need in in times of uh, in times of uncertainty in times of confusion in moments of chaos what do we really need because here it is money won't be able to bail you out of times of, of uncertainty money won't be able to bring you out of chaos a new house won't be able to bring you out of chaos a dream vacation would not be able to bring you out of chaos and confusion and times of uncertainty but peace is a promise that God gives us here it is saints of God he does not just promise us peace when we when the storm is over. He does not just promise us peace before the storm comes. He lets us know through his word countless times that in the midst of whatever it is you're experiencing in your life, God will give you peace. And I like what the prophet Isaiah says. Not only will he give us peace, but that he will give us perfect peace. In times of uncertainty, in times of confusion, in times of doubt, in times of disappointment, in times of chaotic situations, that God will give us peace. Well, Pastor, that sounds real good. You're selling it to me real well. But what is peace? I like what Pastor Charles Stanley says. I tell you all, I tell Hope Bowl all the time, I love me some Dr. Charles F. Stanley because this brother has been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for over 50 years, and he sits at a mahogany round table with a chair with a blue suit on, blue shirt or a white shirt and a red tie and his hair is perfectly combed over and he sits there and preaches and teaches the unadulterated word of God and he will cut you so in his presentation that it is so mild and so nice and so quiet that he will cut you and you don't even realize you're bleeding. He defines peace as this. He says that peace mm -hmm. is an inner sense of contentment and quietness 
Regardless, I like this part, of life circumstances, it is steadfast confidence in our ever faithful, immutable, heavenly Father, and our unchanging Father. Let me read that again. Peace is an inner sense of contentment. That reminds of what Paul said. Paul says, I know how to live with much. I know how to live with little, but I've learned how to be content. And quietness, regardless of life's circumstances, it is a steadfast confidence in our ever-faithful, immutable, heavenly Father. Here it is, saints of God. God promises to give you and I peace. Uh-huh. To handle life's circumstances. I like the other part of the definition when it talks about the quietness of peace. Because sometimes life can get real noisy. Oh my goodness, sometimes. Sometimes life can get real loud and it's overwhelming and it's so loud. And you're trying to escape and go to one room and it's still there. And you escape to go to another room and it's still there. And you escape and go for a ride and it's still there. And you escape and go for a walk and it's still there. But even in the midst of the loudness of life, God says, I will give you peace that will cause you, that will quiet your spirit, that will, that, will, that will allow your spirit to be content no matter what life circumstances are. Why? Because my peace is not predicated on what I have in the bank. Here it is, sense of God. If you, if you are on the roller coaster right now because you're looking at your account, you're checking your account every morning trying to see if your stimulus check has gotten in yet and is out there yet, and if your emotions go up and down, then I'm telling you, you have your peace in the wrong thing. No, 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 no. Your peace cannot be be in man-made stuff. Your peace has to be in confidence in our ever-faithful God. I love that part right there. It has to be, it has to be grounded and rooted in the ever-faithfulness of our God. Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean this, that I thank God for the stimulus check. Amen. When they get here, it gets here. But in the meantime, you and I have a Father that is never changing, that will provide, that will take care of his own, with or without us stimulus check. Hallelujah. Yes, he will. If I put my trust, if I put my confidence in him and not in something else, but in him, he's ever faithful and he's unchanging. Oh God, that's a word right there. In this world right now, everything is changing hour by hour, minute by minute, but we serve a God who is yet still the same, and he's relevant at the same time. Oh my gosh, he's never changing. He is still the same, but it's relevant to the times, all the time, at the right time. He says, your peace has to be rooted, rooted and grounded in God and not some other system, because here it is, says of God, whether we want to believe it or not, our world is being shaken right now and every system that we have uh, that we have relied on that we have depended on is being shifted right now every system that we have leaned on is being shaken right now but what I love about it every system from the White House all the way to city government is being shaken right now but I love that the system of the kingdom of God I love it that God is not being shaken by what's going on right now he's still on the throne he's still in control. He's still God and can't nobody elect him in or take him out. He is ever faithful and he's unchanging. And that's good news to know in a changing world, in a changing society, that God is yet the same. And because God is the same, we can walk with boldness. We can walk with confidence. We can walk with our head held high, knowing that God is in control of everything. Yes, he is. 
Oh, that's what that, 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 that's what makes us as believers uh, uh, strange and peculiar because many of us were many of us should be walking around here now not worried not fret not about to pass out not about to be depressed not about to have a nervous breakdown but we're walking in peace because our confidence is in God yes. Thank you, Jesus. and not in others some other system the prophet Isaiah writes this during the time where Israel is going through a very dark moment in their history. They're going through a very dark time right now. And the prophet Isaiah arises with a word. And not just a word. This, this is a song that is meant to be sung to God with praise and thanksgiving and adoration. If I was a singing preacher, I would have sang the verse to you, but I can't sing it to you because I want you to stay on and watch the rest of the service. Amen. So I'm not, I'm not going to sing it to you. Catch me after church and we can do it then. But I want you to stay on the live stream, so I'm not going to sing it to you right now. But this is meant to be sung as a song of praise to the Lord. He says, in verse 3, he says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Yes. I like this because he gives us a promise yes. of peace. Thank you, Jesus. But the promise that the prophet of Isaiah talks about uh -huh. is conditioned mm -hmm. and predicated on some things. Here it is. It's going to be on the screens in a few seconds. The promise of peace, of peace is predicated, get this, on you and I completely relying and focusing on God. Oh, well, Pastor, I was with you until you told me the conditions. I was with you until you told me what I have to do. You and I have a spiritual human responsibility. If we desire the peace of God, that Paul talks about that surpasses all human understanding. If we desire the perfect peace of God, it is conditioned on us completely relying and focusing on God. He says, he says, he says, I will keep you in perfect peace. I will keep you in the Hebrew Bible. It says, I will keep you in peace. I, I will keep you in perfect peace, peace. It's saying that twice because it's showing, it's showing, hey, this is so important that it's worth saying twice. It's worth repeating over and over again. I will keep you in undisturbed quietness. I will keep you in a moment of contentment in your life. I will keep you in a do not disturb mode. Thank you, Jesus. I, I will keep you in a do not disturb mentality. When you keep your mind stayed on me and you trust me with everything that's in you. But let me ask you this question. What's consuming your mind? What's, 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 what's taking over your mind? What's consuming your mind? What is it that's keeping you up at night? What is it that even when you're trying to do one thing, you, you get sidetracked, you get distracted? What is it that you cannot, that you're pacing the floor, that you're waking up early in the morning, you're lying in the bed with your eyes closed, but your eyes are closed, but your mind is still going 15,000 miles an hour. What is it that's consuming your mind that you're not able to eat, that you're not able to drink? What is it that's consuming your mind? that you turn to weed, that you turn to alcohol, you turn to sex, you turn to everything, trying to find some sense of, uh, some sense of closure. What is it that's consuming your mind? Because here it is, here it is, here it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Here it is, here it is. The truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, your mind is going to follow whatever it trusts. 
Whatever, whatever, whatever system that you are relying on, whatever system that you have confidence in, whatever system you are dependent upon, it's where your trust is going to lie. It's where your mind is going to drip to. So what is it that's consuming your mind. One of my deacons, Deacon Brian, says this all the time, that our minds are fragile. Our minds are fragile. Our minds are fragile, you all. Our minds are fragile. And I know I keep, I keep bringing mentions of this, not to, not, to, not, not, not to feed your fear, but to feed your faith, that there are so many people right now, so many people right now, that their minds are all over the place because of what this pandemic that we are in as a world. In New York City, a man was outside and jumped from a building ending his life. Our mind Minds are fragile. Some people, even though you may be an introvert, some people cannot stand being isolated from other people. And it's driving them crazy being in the house. Some people have put their life possessions into their stocks and to see the stock market crash. Some people have put their hopes in a career that they just knew that they were going to retire from, but they get laid off or got dismissed and fired. Their minds are Fragile. Some people, even during this time, I told you all a few weeks ago, they're, they're dealing with dual crises. They have their own stuff, and they're dealing, and they're dealing with this pandemic that we're in. Some people, this time, this month, is reminding them that what once was will never be again. What's consuming your mind? Because whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, has your, has your attention and has your thoughts and has your mind. Soon your trust is going to follow behind it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And so it says, it's Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. He says, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing the Apostle Paul talking. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts. Put your attention. Give, give your confidence. Give your attention towards those things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely, lovely, lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of Praise, Paul says, because I know that the mind is fragile. Now, remind you, Paul says this in verse 8, but he just commanded us and just exhorted us in verses 6 through 7 to bring everything to God in prayer, uh -huh. to be able to right. trust him, to be able to rely upon him, uh -huh. that we don't have to be worried, that we don't have to be anxious, that we can give everything to God in prayer with thanksgiving. Paul, but then he ends it by saying, I realize our minds are fragile, so let me encourage you again to get your mind right and to begin to think about those things that are true, that are lovely. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You may have to step away from the TV for a moment. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You want to you wanna stay up to date. I know in your mind you feel like you're a news reporter right now. You're jumping from CNN to NBSB. You're going from every news station. You're going from here. You're going from there. You're jumping on Facebook seeing what's updated. You may have to step away from a moment just to protect your mind because when you're protecting your mind, you're guarding your peace. When you guard your mind and protect your mind, you are guarding your peace. And let me tell you, I told you from the very beginning, what you need right now is not more money because we can't go nowhere anyway. So we can't spend money nowhere. We can't go out to eat, can't go shopping. So what you need right now is not more money. What you need right now is a house. Well, you know, a nice house is good to have right now since we can't go nowhere. But hey, that's not a matter. That doesn't make a difference right now. And vacations are going to do it because we can't travel and go nowhere right now. But what? 
you need, what we need is perfect peace that only God can be able to give. Look at the text, you all. It says it right there. He says, you will keep, Isaiah, talking about God, God will keep us in perfect peace, condition upon us trusting him and having our thoughts fixed on him. Notice what Isaiah says. God does mm -hmm. the keeping. Yes, he does. <laughs> you and I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Before you log me off, hold on a second. I know, I know, I know, I, I know you are good. I know you are strong. You are strong. You are strong, strong. You are, you're real strong. I know you're there for everybody. You're the Olivia Pope. You're the Oliver Pope in your family. You take care of everybody's business. You take care of everybody's stuff. I get it. You make sure everybody else is cool. But let me tell you, in the midst of you solving everybody else's problems, you need someone that can be able to keep your mind. You need someone that can keep you from being depressed. You need someone that can keep you from having a nervous breakdown. You need someone from having you go to the liquor store and get some more. You need someone that can be able to step in and regulate your mind and regulate your heart and help you to stay stable in unstable time. God says, I'm the one that will do the keeping. Here's what we do. We fight God for control and keeping our minds. Oh, let me just go and read a book. Reading a book is great. That's all well and fine. Go and meditate. Oh, that's all well and fine. But let me tell you, saints of God, if we want God to be able to keep us, if we want to be able to trust him, if we want to be able to keep our focus on him, I know this sounds real elementary. I know it sounds real old school, but we have to get back to the God of the Bible. We got to get back to the word of God. We got to get into the word of God. I told you last week, there's no excuse now. You ain't got nothing but time now, honey. You can be in the word of God. You can do Genesis in the morning. Amen. New Testament in the afternoon and Revelations in the evening. Amen. And everything in between. You have nothing but time. But it is when I'm in the word of God that it helps regulate my mind. That when I want to worry, when I want to fret, when I want to throw in the towel and faint, I'm almost like, almost like Asa when he said, I almost fainted if I had not seen the goodness of the Lord. We need to be in the word of God that will keep our minds. Oh, because how? How will you trust him if you don't know him? Oh, God. How, how, how will you focus on him if you don't know him? And the way that we are able to focus on him, the way that we're able to know him, the way that we're able to trust him is by getting into his word. And it's not just that. It's not just us getting into his word. His word has to engage our hearts. And bring about a change, bring about a change. In Psalms, in Psalms, in Psalms 119, this blessed me because I felt my mind drifting a little bit and I have to come back to the word of God. Psalms 119, 165 says this. He says, those who love your instructions have great peace and they don't stumble. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The psalm that says those, those, those who love your instructions, those that love your word, those that engage your word, those that take heed to your word, they what? They have what? They have great peace and they don't stumble. God says, I will give you perfect peace. God says, I will keep your mind. God says, I will protect your mind. God says, I will guard your mind. God says, I will give you yes, peace, peace that, that will surpasses all the human understanding. Yes. God says, I will, I will give you a do not disturb mentality. 
But your mind must stay focused on me. Yes, got to. Your thoughts must stay focused on me. I, 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 I have to have your focus. This is the year of focus at Hope World this year. Unwavering attention. I must have your attention. Yes. And I need you to fully and completely obey me. In other words, I need to put all my weight on God. He says, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on me? I will keep you in perfect peace. All who trust in me. Here it is. Negative thoughts will always irritate perfect peace. Negative conversations, oh God, help me this morning, will always irritate perfect peace. Negative jokers will not sometimes, but will always and forever irritate perfect peace. Peace. So here it is, saints of God. You, 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 you have to go into military mode. You have to begin to guard yourself in conversation. You have to begin to guard yourself. I know we're socially distant and physically distant ourselves from people, but you may have to cut off some conversations, even though they call you. Don't mean you need the answer. All right. And though they didn't text you doesn't mean that you need to get involved in what they're doing. You may have to unfollow. Thank God for the power of still being your friend on social media and unfollowing you so I won't see your thread. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost was working when they, when they did that. Yes, he was. He was working when he did that. I don't need to get caught up in your shenanigans if it will disrupt my peace. I need every bit of my mind and I can't give it to you or nobody else that's not worth my time. I can't give it to Satan. I can't give it to you. I need all of my mind to be staying in perfect peace. I need all of my mind focused on God. I need all of my heart in trusting God. And not allowing it to be irritated by nonsense. Got to be mindful because some people are panicking and they're anxious and they're scared. And the next thing you know, what we fail to realize is that fear and anxiety, those things can be very contagious. And the last thing you need, you were at peace. You were all good. And the last thing you saw, someone tells you, did you see that they're still in the military guards out the Carbondale? No, they're not. They're not. They're not doing that. The governor ain't said that. There was some picture somebody got off of, off of, uh, uh, off of Google, of something, something else. They're not coming here. They're not here. They're not. Calm down. Calm down. That's right. You were good until they sent the text. They were good. You were good until they called. Protect your peace. Yes. At all costs. At all costs because when you are protecting your mind, Thank you, God. you're protecting your peace. Somebody needs to know today, even though right now, that the reason why you haven't lost it is because God has been keeping your mind. The reason why you haven't gone off it's because God has been keeping your mind. The reason why you have not bought the liquor store out 
is because God has been keeping your mind. The reason why you're not smoking your, 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 your little stash away of weed is because God has been keeping your mind. The reason why you ain't stuck with everybody is because God is keeping your mind. He is the keeper of your mind. He is the keeper of your soul. He is the keeper of your peace. Keep your focus on him. Don't get distracted yes, Lord. by what's going on around you, but you keep holding on to what God has said yes. and the promises that God has said in his word for us. That your father owns a cattle on a thousand hills, that he will provide every need that you have, that he is a healer, that either Corona has to bow down and say he's God. Thank you. Protect your mind. Guard your mind. Allow God to keep it. Allow, allow God. Allow God. Give, give God access. Give God permission to be the CEO of your mind. Take the time tonight before you go to bed and just write down, what is it that's consuming my thoughts? What is it that's consuming my mind? What is it that's keeping me up at night? What is it that I can't eat? I can't sleep. I can't Focus, I can't concentrate. What is it? And whatever it is, I challenge you to submit it to God and say, God, here's everything, every, every nasty, every jacked up thought in my mind. I give it to you. Because it's nothing. It's too big for me. It's too overwhelming for me, God. I, I need to, somebody needs to sleep. You need to rest when you you need you need restful sleep. Undisturbed sleep where you're not waking up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep for hours. And then once it's time for you to be up and function, you can't even do it. God says, if you if you give me your mind. If you give me your mind, 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 if you stay in my word, if you will put your full weight on it and trust me, I will keep you and do not disturb. Stuff crazy all around you. Get ready soon. We're going to have to make a line and to get into the local stores. But he can protect you in such a way that you're not moved by what you see or what you hear. But you're walking with your head high. You're walking with a smile on your face because you know, <laughs> you know who's in control. Yes. And you know who's in control. And you know who's keeping your mind. I want you right where you are. I want you right where you are. I want you to, I want you to put your hands on your head. I want you to put your hands on your head. Put your hands on your head. You ain't got to wait. Here it is. You, you have become your own pastor today. Don't take it too far, though. Amen. You become your own pastor today. Lay hands on your own self today. And declare peace over your mind. Declare peace over your mind. Put your hands on your head. Pastor, this sounds crazy. I look crazy. Don't nobody see you, but you put your hands on your head. 
and declare peace, peace over your mind. Declare, I'm going to sleep well tonight in Jesus' name. Declare over your heart, I am not going to be disturbed. I, I am not going to walk in fear. I am not going to walk in anxiety. I am going to be free. I'm going to trust. I'm going to rely. I am not going to allow the darkness in somebody else's world to cloud my world. No, I'm going to deal with reality, but I'm going to control what I'm able to control and put the rest in the hands of my God. Or as David would say, in the hands of my shepherd. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every mind right now, minds included, God. I pray over every mind. I pray over every heart right now, God. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you will keep us in perfect peace. I pray, oh God, that you will keep our hearts fixed on you, that you will keep our hearts, our minds fixed on you, focused on you, Father God. I pray that we won't be afraid to put our full weight on you, Father God, and to totally rely upon you, God. We put ourselves in your hands, God. We put our relationship in your hands, God. We put our kids in your hands, God. We put our futures in your hand, God. We put our provision in your hands, God. We put our emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual health in your hands, God. We put it all in your hands. This, that, you can handle it, and that's a fact, God. We give it all to you today, Lord. That we may be free from anxiety, free from worry, God. That it will be you over everything, Lord. Pray for those right now, God. They're lonely. They're lonely. They're lonely. They're lonely. They're lonely. They don't know what. They don't know what to do, God. But I pray right now that your spirit will, that your presence, Lord God, will arrest them. That your presence will invade them right where they are, God. I pray, Lord God, that you will meet them. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes, yes, you. Yes, you, sir. Meet them right where they are, Lord. You're not confined by faith. You're not confined by a building, God. You can meet them right where they are, Lord God. Let them feel the, the let them feel the manifestation of your presence, God. Yes, God. To invade the hearts, to invade the minds. Let them sleep. Let them rest, Lord God. Let them rest. Let them rest. Give them the blessed assurance, Lord God, that they have a shepherd that cares about them. That they have a shepherd that will provide for them. That they have a shepherd. Us looking out for him. God, thank you for keeping us, Lord God. Thank you that we have not lost it. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, God, that you have been protecting us, that you've been keeping us healthy. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you. We magnify you. And it's in Jesus' name. If you're watching this right now, and you don't know, you know, something, that, something is happening to you right where you are. You can't, you can't really explain it. It's the, it's the presence of God that's invading right where you are. Someone that's watching right now, you may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Let me invite you. Let me personally invite you to meet a man 
that will change your entire life. Let me tell you, I, I want you to come to know someone that will change your life. And his name is Jesus. He, Jesus, he is not an absence. He's, he is not a, 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 he's not a weekend father. He's not a weekend provider. He's there all the time. I want to invite you. If you're watching this right now and you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to comment in the comment section that I want to give my life to the Lord. I want you to write that inbox us your information so we can make contact with you and explain to you more about what this means to giving your life to the Lord. If you need prayer, I want to invite you. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to inbox us right now. Inbox us. Give us your email address. Give us your number so that we can be able to pray with you and pray for you. God is a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. Here's the awesome thing about prayer. It not only changes situations, but it changes us. Prayer changes us. If you don't have a church home, let me welcome you to Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church, Facebook. And you could be the first members of our Facebook campus. If you don't have a church on, we would love to engage with you. Bring your hope at home. Bring your hope well everywhere. Inbox us. Give us your email, your number, so that we can make contact with you and welcome you into the family. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you need prayer, and if you want to become a part of Team Hopewell, inbox us. Give us your information so that we can connect you. We love you. But let me tell you, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you with a never-ending love. There is no ending to his love. Oh, God. You never knew real love until you met Jesus. No matter how messed up you are, flaws and all, he loves us. He loves us. So if you want to accept them as your Savior, if you want prayer, if you want hope to become your church family, inbox us your number, inbox us your email address so that we can make contact with you. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you because we believe in the power of prayer. And we know what prayer can do. I know for myself, I know what prayer can do. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead, inbox. Don't, don't wait. Do it now. 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 Share this life with somebody. Tag somebody in this. They, 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 they need to hear this word. They need God to keep their minds. And they need to keep their focus on him. And, and fully trust, completely trust in him. No matter how dark it is. No matter how crazy it is. God is the keeper of your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.